Puss Ultra, that's the name of this show sometimes. Right now it is Super Dope Puss Ultra. Recovery, baby, that's what that was. Yep. I like that. Good one. I don't think I even had to swear in the middle of that to like make the syllables fit. Nah. That's how you know True yeah. Lyricist was born in the last 15 seconds. <laughs> We're talking My Hero Academia, season four. I think this is the fourth episode, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Okay. Episode 67 of the series overall. And uh, it was a doozy. I hate to do it so, so early in the episode. The uh, name of the episode is Fighting Fate. And obviously the first thing that came out of my mouth upon learning that was, Let's fighting fate! Let's fighting fate! I mean, I could not not sing that. So that's been going on in my brain for about an hour now. It's been back and forth between Let's Fighting Fate and uh, the Supita Man theme. Oh man, I think about that song at least like... Let's Fighting Love? Yeah. Yeah. At least twice a month. That's it? Yeah. I think about it probably at least twice a week. <laughs> you think about it twice a week? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot. That's a fun fucking song. I sing it in the shower all the time. It's weird. Only twice a month? Yep. <laughs> I wish I was somebody who sang in the shower, but I'm not because I sing in front of microphones all the goddamn time. Well, that makes sense. Sometimes, seriously, sometimes just because I feel like, let's fighting fight. <laughs> So we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, I think I heard it was because of a rugby match, maybe? A rugby match. Yeah, I didn't think Japan was down with rugby, but apparently there was some sort of important rugby match last week. So well, it was a pre-planned break in uh, in the schedule. All right, so I just want to say, I saw some, uh, shall we say, ill-informed dweebs being like, oh, no, My Hero Academia, you're in trouble. Because you're missing a week already. Your production must be whack. And it's like, no, stop reading into conspiracy theories and get the fuck off Twitter. It's not that. It's planned. It's planned. It's a planning session back in the planning phases when they were planning this all along. It was a plan. So let's fighting fate, okay? With the off week, I kind of forgot where we left off the week before. Me too. It's a very scary situation. I forgot how much dread was put into the pit of my belly <laughs> when I watched that first or that last episode. When the last scene, and basically just the first part of this episode is a recap of it from a slightly different perspective. Instead of seeing Ari, which I always want to say. It's eerie. Eerie. It, it's so annoying. Like, I, I thought it was airy. But it's eerie. It's eerie. But I also thought in this episode they called her Neary, like with an N in front of it. Oh. So it's eerie. Yeah. Like e- the, we E-R-I. talked about this on the last episode. Yeah. Because, you know, I forget stuff. I keep my ideas less left. <laughs> I forget stuff all the time. <laughs> Including this girl's name. So instead of seeing it from <laughs> her running down the alleyway, we see it from Deku and Muriel walking down. Oh, excuse me, not Muriel. La Million. La Million. And I like that they just call it Million for short, I guess. It's not really that much shorter. It's one syllable less. La Million. La Million. I think that's pretty cool. He knows he can't save everybody, but he can aim to save... At least a million. At least a million. Not La Million, but a million. At least La Million. So they're walking on the street doing their work. Is it work study or internship? Yeah, work study. Work study. 
And Sir Night Eye and Bubble Girl are off doing their own thing, so Muriel's kind of a head bitch in charge. And uh, I love Muriel. He's, yeah, man, he's awesome. He's just so dopey. Mm-hmm. He's just running around, really excited to be a hero. Got his hater blockers on, his fist pumping. I like that they make a point in this episode to put Deku's... Ma- he makes a point in this episode to put Deku's mask back on his face. Right. And it's like... Deku, at least, I understand. Like you, It's kind of difficult to tell who he is, I guess, if you just met him for the first time with that mask. Mirio, though, he's got like the Rip Hamilton like face guard mask going on, just like slightly <laughs> off yellow. Like You can see who he is clearly, very clearly yep. underneath that fucking thing. Um, so His hair's still sticking out and shit. Yeah, and like, you know, not, not for nothing, but the guy's got a very uh, specific way of communicating. That's for sure. So... I just wanted to point out that uh, Mirio's mask probably not doing a lot no. for him. All right? No, I don't think it is. So we see it from a slightly different perspective. Uh, Deku and Mirio walking on the street perspective. Eerie runs out the alleyway, bumps into Deku. She doesn't even really run. She just like walks out kind of from the shot. I mean, I got, whatever. The way that she bounces off Deku, it was fucking funny to me. <laughs> All right? Because Deku's just like walking so casually. And she, poof! And they have this, you know, re-up exchange where the cliffhanger was last week. Um, Overhaul is quick to reveal. Eerie is, at least, that's the story anyway. It's yeah, a, this is his daughter. This is, this is my this daughter. daughter. She's having a temper tantrum. And that's why she ran away down this dark alleyway crying. Don't you mind the bandages on her leg? Come on, little kids. Kid. Singular, not plural. Come on, little kid. Let's go, little kid. Let's go back to... Our home, where we live, and I definitely don't abuse you at all. Not at all. So this is already a very scary situation because we know what Overhaul can do. And in case you don't remember, we'll get a reminder of it in a few minutes. Um, But we already know what he can do, and we already know that Sir Night Eye is like, hey, idiots. Don't fuck with this guy. Don't make yourself like known to him even. Yeah. Like This is a dangerous, very delicate operation. The only thing we can really do is just surveil. Like he's, he operates in that moral gray area that we talked about. Um, but Mirio kind of trying to defuse the situation, realizing what's going on. He, he acknowledges like, Hey, you're part of that Hasakai, Hasakai group. Yeah. Hasakai. Hasakai. Mm-hmm. So whatever this y- Yakuza. Fucking yeah. It's a- and he recognized, you know, the masks. So he's like a germaphobe, right? That's overall his whole thing. Yeah, it's called a plague mask, I think. Yes. So, and I, I thought it was just like a, I thought his plague mask was just about having like a show of dominance and just being like, see this bird mask? I'll fuck you with it. <laughs> I'm the top villain now. <laughs> I'll shove it up your ass. Yeah. Like I thought it was just like, I'm, I'm the bird with the biggest beak. And you know that I've got like a weird thing against birds. So birds with big beaks yeah. are automatically big bad bitches to me. I thought Overhaul was the biggest, baddest bitch there was with this crazy plague mask. But no, apparently there's like some legitimacy behind he just hates yeah. germs. Yeah. And we'll get to that more of that in a second. But um, Mirio tries to defuse the situation and be like, all right, well, sorry, bud. We got some hours to clock. We're just simple high school students. We don't have no agency. We don't have any affiliation with Sir Night Eye. Let's get out of here, you little green hooded weirdo that I work with. And this was by far... Like you said, like you watched this before. This was my first time watching it. Yeah. And the way that you described it was a lot happens, but there's real no really no fights or anything, but a lot does happen. I'm like, all right, I don't really know what to expect off based off of that. And this episode is is uh 
I think this episode is is divided very evenly between you know the first half and the second half, obviously. But like the emotions in each of those respective halves, the first half is just dread, and the second half I'm just like sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, but man, the dread that I felt in this whole exchange where Eerie won't let go of Deku's shirt, even though her dad's calling her back. And I'm like, oh no, Deku's not gonna be able to help himself. His true hero is gonna fucking shine right now. Yep. Stand down, Deku. Just stand down. He's like, it's not right that this little girl has these bandages on. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I saw what this dude did to the last dude last episode. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, man. And he just can't help himself. No, man. Like, the very essence of being a hero is interfering where you don't technically belong or don't technically have to. That's what Almighty told him. Got it. But Deku doesn't even have the option, apparently. Like, he can't stand down. So Mirio is very much of the mind, like, all right, we need to get the hell out of here. I realize this little girl's in some trouble, but in order to save the larger mission, I need to get get some distance. Yeah, I need to make some distance between us and him right now. And Deku just can't do it. And I feel like this is some foreshadowing. I don't know what's going to happen in the ultimate, you know, downfall of of badness that may occur to Deku, but this is something that I feel might come back. His inability to just step away from a a minor-ish situation uh, because he just can't turn off the hero because he's that pure of a hero. Yep. I don't know. I, I and we've talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks back. Um, the idea of Sir Night Eye very openly not being of. Uh, He's not Team Deku. He's very much Team Togata in, in terms of being the next successor for All Might. Maybe situations like this, and this is a, you know a very minor version of it, but this could have turned very easily. This could have been violent, and somebody could have died very easily if, right. if Overhaul was in a bad enough mood, or they were a little bit further in the alleyway. It, it like, well, I mean. In the scene, he when he put the he put his finger in his glove, like pretending, he, like pretending he was gonna take his glove off, and that's when Yuri was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. So they start to walk. They start to walk into the alleyway because Deku can't just fucking let it go, and that's when he starts to give this backstory about how Yuri is throwing this temper tantrum and how she doesn't get what she wants. You know, she she better realize that she better uh, start acting correctly before. What the fuck did he say exactly? It wasn't like get hurt or something, but it was implied that he was about to get pretty upset. And she picked up on it immediately and she's like, all right, I don't want to see that happen. And she fucking bails out and she runs back to him. She's like, all right, cool. No, it's fine. I don't want anybody to die today. And Mirio and Deku can run off safely. Thank the Lord. Thank Lord, man. I just like that Deku was like a social worker in that moment. Like going through all of it. He's like, why she had bandages? Why is her body trembling but she's not making a sound? I think was the something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are a 14, 15 year old boy. And I understand that you're in school to be a hero and all that. But man, you should not be cognizant of things like that. In terms of parental, child abuse, and just like how aware he is of how this child's responding to everything, how ballsy he is to be like, listen, you plague my square motherfucker, I'll kill you. You know who I am? All Might Junior, bitch. <laughs> All Might Junior. Mighty All Might. All Might Man. Mighty All Might is my favorite little kid Deku name. Mighty All Might. All Might Man. Those are all good ones. Um, but he gets 
uh, he meeting overhaul gets eerie back into his uh, cool little base or whatever. Hey, I guess. man. Hi, yeah. Yakuza Fortress, I believe Bubble Girl described it as. Yep. With uh, lots of high walls and minimal windows. He gets her back inside and you realize that he's got quite a few people working for him, just walking through the halls or whatever. Uh, and somebody, I'm sorry, boss, I just took my eye off the kid for a second and she ran out. And uh, that dude immediately gets overhauled into the goddamn wall. Yep. And his blood is everywhere. And overhaul being the germaphobe he is, immediately orders uh, all clean that up, clean that shit up. Also, clean up this little girl because she got the hero syndrome mm-hmm. all over her. He talks about like, all right, the germaphobe thing in mind. He talks about that interaction with Mirio and Deku, specifically how close Deku and uh, Eerie are, as if it's like a sickness, like yeah. Oh my God! She's got the hero syndrome. We gotta wash that shit off. Get her in the bath, cause she might get sick with the hero. Like, that's a weird thing to think or say or do or be of the opinion of it it's in this world where it's so clearly quirks are a genetic thing and like the moral compass piece of it. It kind of determines like if you become a hero or a villain. It's not you get infected by some hero germs. Unless he's trying to breed her to become a villain. I, I, I mean, you you don't breed somebody to become yeah, a villain. You I, I condition know, them to become right. a villain. Right. You know, you know what like I you mean? Could, like you could take the fucking, oh, not overhaul, you could take the, um, you could take the fucking Endeavor approach and try to like genetically engineer your kid's <laughs> quirk, like specifically, and try to make it a powerful quirk. But in terms of like being a hero or a villain, that's just... It's the same as raising a kid now. Either your kid grows up to be a cool, moral person or they grow up to be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Same same idea, except you got superpowers in the mix now. But, like, the idea of the hero syndrome is going to get on. Like, that would be like I would be afraid to engage a Republican in public because I'm worried they might get my sick their sickness on me and I might get all right-winged and, and radicalized. Like, that idea is just so fucking crazy, but I, I don't know. Like... I guess um, that's how people kind of thought about AIDS when that first came around. But AIDS and being a hero are two completely fucking different things if you want to try to equate them as diseases that you can get. So I don't follow Overhaul's logic and all of this nonsense is my point. Well, maybe he'll explain it further as the arc continues. Maybe, but I feel like it's just going to be his uh, his weird paranoid motivation the whole time that we maybe don't ever quite get explained to us. Hopefully we do. Hopefully it's a part of his story. Because if it's just like some weird quirk where he's like, ooh, you got hero saliva on you. I'm going to be like, alright, shut up. We get it. You hate germs. Okay. <laughs> that's going to fucking annoy me if that's not the case. Um, but before we can get into explaining that too much, we find out that Shigaraki come to overhaul and he's outside on the security camera and I'm like oh shit what do these two bad boy villains have to talk about the last time they met it was not so nice I wonder and then it's like (laughs) second half of this episode I thought that we were going to get this encounter between Shigaraki and Overhaul, but obviously it's just a little cock tease, and uh, we cut back to Deku back at UA. Uh, we get a little bit, uh, some minor updates in some of the students. I know that K 
Kirishima ended up getting a work study. I think Chaco and Asui are the yep. other two who ended up getting work studies. Um, Bakugo and Todoroki uh, are seemingly are having a pretty rough time in their hero licensing. Like I would like to see an episode of those two just like trying to get their hero license and going through the tests. Right. They, they looked like they got the crap kicked out of each other. I don't know if they did the kicking each other, kicking the crap. I don't think I, so. It just seems like they're going through some really tough classes. Yep. Um, Bakugo is... What I like about... It's it's super quick, but what I really like about it is Bakugo um, is obviously pissed off that he's having to go through this. And some of the other students, I think it's Benetta asked Deku, like, hey, what's up? Do you see any hot chicks at your work study? And Deku's mind is a million miles away from school just thinking about Eerie and what happened the first day of his work study. So... Um, he kind of talks about it for a second, but Bakugo leans back. He's like, shut up. Stop reminding me that you're ahead of me. Ah. <laughs> I love that. But like in that moment, you think Deku would be like, ha ha. Yeah, I am doing all right. And he does not even fucking dwell in it for half of a second before he just mind just goes right back to Eerie. And that just kind of sets you up for what this next half of the episode is. Homeboy is a mess over what he just experienced. And he's really worried that he didn't do the right thing and couldn't save this girl and what might happen to her and all the bad vibes that he got off this deal with overall and he just can't focus can't do anything he's uh daydreaming in class getting hit with books in the head <laughs> he's drowning in a pool but getting saved by eyes no. scarf yep um i think there was another failure in there somewhere but he failed there too yeah so, but i don't remember it yep. he fails everywhere else oh and then he goes to lady midnight in the faculty lounge looking for uh, all might and uh, he's out for a jog. So apparently, now that All Might's retired, he's trying to beef up. Can I just point out that, like, when he was walking to Lady Midnight, he was walking pretty mean. Ah, he was pissed. He was pissed off. He was upset a little he bit. He was pissed off. Yeah, he wants some answers. Like, he wants all the answers. Basically, Deku's got all these problems going on, not only with his mind being um, very much occupied with the well being of this little girl from yesterday, but. He also just got told that the guy who is essentially his boss now outside of school, mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't think that he's worthy of his position. Like, you're a hero. I like that you're a hero. I think that you could be a good hero, but you're in line to be the number one hero, to be the successor to All Might, and I don't think that you should be that guy. I'll still work with you. I'll still train you regardless. I personally think that Sir Knight I might have some ulterior motives in trying to get Deku to give up that power to Lamillion, but we'll see. But that's got to fuck with a person. Like, yeah. You're not worthy of where you are. That's a shitty thing to be told. Especially after all the shit he's been through. Yeah. And it's not like the guy <laughs> hasn't. At this point. It's not like he hasn't performed at every level. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the things that he's done to this point, Sir Knight and I would have no business knowing about. The attack on the USJ, Hero Killer Stain. Think about it. The only thing you might know the the, the stuff at the camp with the killer killer pussycats, whatever the mm. fuck their names were. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of that stuff, Night Eye would probably have no idea about any of it. Probably he just knows that this kid broke his fingers a bunch in the in the uh, the sports festival. Maybe. Um, he has no idea where Deku's come from. You know, to quote the uh, the great uh, American song Cotton Eye Joe. He has no idea where he has come from or where he will go. Where does he come from? Cut and I, Deco. Nope, doesn't work. Cut. Nope. Cut. He's got no idea 
what he's been through to this point. So while he believes that he's got the primetime replacement in Togata, he's very firm in his conviction. And think about it. He's a dude who sees the future. So this foresight thing, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, his foresight thing is, uh, I think it could be a gift and a curse. Like he can see the future. Yeah. But like, maybe he doesn't, he might be somebody who just kind of accepts that I've seen the future. That's how it is. And this is how it'll play out as where, you know, all might alludes to the idea of maybe potentially changing the future and fighting fate. Let's fight and fight. So, all Might's out for a jog because he's a bro that just likes to work out now in his off time. He's a retirement muscle head, jug head. Just trying to stay in shape, man. Yeah, he's just trying to stay in shape, do his thing. And um, he's jogging out in the mountains right around dusk time. Maybe just dusk. I guess dusk is... Yeah, it's dusk. Dusk time. Dusk time. Is that around dusk time? Right around noon 30. Noon 30? I'm just trying to say all the stupid time things that I say now, yeah. Once I got to it's a, dusk 30 and noon time. Wow. Noon 30. Noon 30 is a real not one. Noon time's a real one. Yeah, noon time is a real one. Noon 30? It's just a fun one. It's a weird one. Anyway, All Might's out jogging during dusk time. And Deku uses <laughs> one for all to speed run up the mountains to find uh, All Might. Yeah, man. And he's like, motherfucker! <laughs> I do love that shot of him catching up. All Might, I need to talk to you! <laughs> I do love that shot a lot. So he asks him more or less point blank, like, why'd you choose me? Not even that. Like, well, I think like, I think it really starts with, like, what is your deal why? with Night Eye? Yeah. Like, yeah. why won't you guys talk to each other? And he kind of gives it the, uh, the the backstory. I think it was six years ago, he was All Might's sidekick for five years, right? Mm-hmm. I think it started six years ago. So that would imply that, like, most of the last year, yeah, that would be it, I guess. Right. Most of the last year, they haven't been on speaking terms. Right. Um. But the story framed there is it's the post it's post the battle with All for One and All Might is insistent that he gets up out of his hospital bed. And like I don't know what exactly his intentions were in that moment. I don't know if it was to like get up and train, but he's or like get up and make himself known to the public that he's alive and good or whatever, but there's no way he would be able to fight anybody. No way. <laughs> and I mean, you already beat the villain. Just like chill out in the hospital bed yeah. and, and like recover, recover a little bit. Recover, man. Dummy. What's wrong with you? But Sir Night Eye's there. A slightly younger Gran Torino. I, I, I almost didn't recognize him at first. Uh, and Recovery Girl. They're all standing there in the hallway. And Sir Night Eye and All Might are just having this friggin' screaming match about. You you need to recover. Like if you continue to do this, you're gonna die. Like you need to stop using the power. I've seen the few, and basically this this ties in. Like I've seen, I've looked at you. I've used my quirk on you. I've used foresight on you. If you continue to do what you're doing, you're gonna die. And that's the whole plea. So they don't quite break up then, but it's known that this is like a huge riff between them. Mm-hmm. And then it's. Sir, Sir Night Eye has looked six to seven years in the future and he's, you know, seen 
All Might's gonna die. So he knows he's got to fucking figure out a successor plan sooner rather than later. And there's another flashback. It's almost like two reasons in a row. The first is you got fucked up. If you continue to use your power, you're going to die. That wasn't enough to break. You know, that wasn't the last straw to break the camel's back. The, the thing that really drove them apart, at least in, in terms of speaking, maybe not working together, but in terms of speaking, was who he chooses as successor. So there's another flashback with Principal Nezu, Sir Nidai, like, oh, why don't we... We, we got somebody in mind, Mario Togoro, like, he could be great. Why don't you come to UA? We could find somebody. And then it's the cell phone call of, I met somebody. I He's going to be the successor. Sir Nedai freaks out, and they probably haven't spoken in, you know, over a year at this point. And uh, it's kind of a sad story, and Deku probably feels, I don't know, if he feels mildly responsible. I mean, Togoro is, like, a really good candidate. And yeah, I, I think Deku we talked that. about that last yeah week. I think he's, he's got the pure intentions. Yeah, a million wants to save a million people, and I, there's no reason to think that. I mean, we we talked about the idea that he even resembles All Might, a young All Might, in a lot of ways. Right, um, right down to the blonde hair, stupid smile, bad humor. So I don't know. It's it's tough to. You obviously don't want Deku to fail, but. I do wonder about the idea of another All Might, or not, not another All Might, but somebody you know who could be another successor outside of Deku. And with power being transferable the way that it is, like you need to will it to be able to transfer it. Somebody can't just come by and take a bite out of Deku's fucking scalp and be like, "I got one for all now," or "All for one now," "All for one," "One, one for, for all." Fuck it up every time. I got all for. Fuck, I got one for all now. I took a bite out of this dude's scalp. It doesn't work like that. He has to willingly transfer the power. And I think Deku's already shown signs of like admitting that Muriel might be, you know, a great candidate. And that right. in and of itself is like, I think that's Night Eye's whole fucking plan is to convince Deku that, yeah, you're a great hero, kid, but this quirk is not for you. This quirk goes to Muriel. And then if he were to transfer it, where does that leave Deku? Probably doesn't die, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't think he dies because no, he doesn't have the like, pre-existing injury like All Might does, right? But he wouldn't have a quirk anymore. Would he though? I don't know. I don't think that he would. Because I mean, I mean all, even when All Might transferred it, he would still be able to go to his hero form. Yeah, but it would be like it's like limited time left. But how much of that limited time has to do with his injury versus how the power transfers? True. It's yeah. It's it's a lot to think about. Um, either way, I, the idea of somebody else becoming the next All Might is something that uh, I love Deku, but I, I, it it piques my interest. That's for yep. fucking sure. Absolutely. Um, so the agreement here then is, I mean, I, I don't. Deku's reaction to what All Might tells him, it hits so hard, and I think. The reason it hits so hard is because we as the audience kind of already know right. All Might is going to die right. at a certain point. And when he tells him the second part of this, you need to find a successor, he's looked at you six, seven years in the future, he sees that you're going to die. When he says it to us, the audience, we're like, or he's like already confirming what we suspect. 
and we have that moment of acknowledgement and we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're right. And it ends and the camera shows Deku and his reaction. And you can tell that it's never even crossed his mind that All Might is going to die. Hasn't even, it really hasn't even crossed his mind that, yeah. that now that he's retired, that he, he could die. And meanwhile, we're seeing this dude cough up blood and do everything that he can to keep up appearances best he can. Right. And it, it never, it like that, it, it, the gut check that Deku must have felt, I felt. Oh, I definitely felt that. Too. Uh, so, um, that, that leads us to Deku's proclamation of, you know, they, they talk about the fight with all for one and, uh, you know, at the end of it, how he says, you know, you're going to, you're next. Um, you're going to have to step forward and say that you were here. And that's, that's Deku's almost like resignation to the idea that he is going to have to, um, say goodbye to his hero. Um, you know, and he's a, idle. Not just his yeah. Hero. Not his, his like purpose for getting up out of bed every morning and take his place. But he wants, he wants him to be there behind him while he does it. And, um, it brings up the idea of, you know, not only are you going to have to kind of like, I don't know, fast track is the right word, but like you're going to have to grow up sooner rather than later is definitely feeling that's important right. there. Um, but with Night Eye having his quirk work the way it does, and we talked about it a little bit before, like he sees it as like a fixed thing. Like once he sees, once he uses foresight on somebody and he sees that far in the future sometimes. Um, and I, I like that they kind of put the caveat in there, like the further he sees into the future, yeah, it can be a little skewed. Yeah, way. it can be like jumbled. So like right. he can see events or whatever, but he maybe he can't tell like when it is or like how far apart it is from other events yeah. that he can see. It's not like super linear, but you know he can see generally over the next seven years things that'll happen within those seven years. He can't say what'll happen when. Um, Deku floats the idea of having him look at All Might again, like make up with him be friends with this dude again you guys worked together for five years you fucking proud ass douchebag all might be friends with your friends and he's like Meh, because he wants to know like maybe he's already changed fate maybe he's already fought fate and fate fucked itself and fucked off lots of f's in that sentence yeah um maybe he's already successfully fought fate and told fate to go fuck itself and maybe all might's not gonna die now yeah deku needs to know that I don't think All Might's down with uh, getting down to the bottom of that case. So, um, I don't know. I, I think now that he's floated the idea, I would love to see All Might Sir Night Eye reunion. That would yeah, be that'd nice. Be cool. But I kind of also do like um, Deku operating in two different worlds, like independent of one another. Like, obviously, the work study is hooked up through his school, but the shit that he's doing with Mirio and Sir and Bubble Girl. I don't see any of his classmates. I don't see any of his teachers. He's his own person in a new situation that we've yet to see him in. And then when he goes back to school and he sees his classmates and he sees his friends and he can go and talk to All Might or the other faculty, it's like, oh, he's back home again almost. Like it's, I like having that kind of separation between the two worlds, but given how closely the two worlds are like, it's like a point and counterpoint. Like all these things have been going on alongside each other for like the last four or five years. They've lined up to a point now around these couple people, Mirio, Deku, Night Eye, All Might. They're all right there in proximity of one another. All Might being the one who's on the outside looking in. Let's just get in there, All Might. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Stupid idiot. Stop being proud. 
proud. And then we get the dope closing song, which I can't think of how it goes right now. Cause I don't know. I know those chicks singing it. I know that it's I've listened it, to the opening song about 300 more times than I've listened to the closing song. Yeah, me too. Um... Anyway, that's the opening song. I forgot how the ending song goes. That was the substitute. Uh, we, it was excellent. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we do get uh, a, a slight little tease, um, or like I should say, post-credit pre-preview. And this is why I yell at Carlton every motherfucking time. I'm like, you don't know how to watch animes, dude. You got to watch the ending songs. And you know what? He skips them all the time. So sometimes the next episode starts and he's like, Huh, I don't understand what's going on in this episode of My Hero Academia. And it's like, dude, you missed the scene at the end of last week's episode because you skipped the song. Well, I didn't want to watch the preview. The preview is the best part. <laughs> Before the preview this week, we get to see that Shigaraki and Overhaul are finally meeting. And that Overhaul made Shigaraki walk around in a tunnel for like 30 goddamn minutes in circles. Before he found his room. And uh, apparently Shigaraki has come to overhaul considering joining them. Considering. Considering, maybe. We don't know yet. We'll talk about it when they talk about it. Because then we'll know what they've talked about, and then we can talk about what they've talked about with talking. <laughs> so, sounds like a solid plan. Preview for next week. We'll be getting Kirishima. Red mother effing riot. He's doing a work internship with somebody who I think anyway is named Fat Gum. That's what I heard. Fat Gum and uh, Omajiki? Jaki? Yeah, that's Omajiki. That's the one of the big three, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. lady big three. And I'm not sure what her power is. I know that they told us briefly in that episode at the end of last season, but I don't remember. I forgot as well. Just very happy to get the Kirishima focused episode. It's about GD time. Bakugo's boyfriend gets a little bit of shine. Yep. He deserves it. All right, that's going to do it for Super Dope Plus Ultra. If you want um, a slightly uncut version of this episode, you can go to patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Uh, actually, there is a free episode of the latest uh, OG Dragon Ball Super Dope. OGDB is basically what we call that one for short episode. Was it volume 19, I think? Me and Jamie just did that on Thursday night. There's a free version up there if you want to go check it out over there for free. While you're there, just consider signing up. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts listening to this stuff, you should leave us a review because it helps us immensely. You know what I found out recently, Feds? What did you find out, man? All sorts of crazy-ass uh, rankings and statistics for Dragon Ball Super Dope that I'm not going to share publicly right now, but we're going to look at them after we finish this here, and you're going to be like... Wow, that's crazy. Cause I said that. Oh, okay. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, make sure. Wow. You... <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Make sure you leave us a review so that way the next time we get one, I can say, "Wow, that's crazy." Yeah. And leave some uh, reviews, guys. Yeah, it always helps. Uh, we did get a review recently, and uh, I'm not gonna read it. I'm saving it for a specific person to read it. Can't, okay. Can't tell you who. I bet you the person who wrote that review uh, knows who I'm talking about. And notice who I'm going to have read it. If you want to know uh, 
who that review is about, you should go read our Apple Podcast reviews. And while you're there, leave us one yourself. See? That's how you get them there. Man. Yeah. It, I got to say, though, it was a really... <laughs> like, they seem like a longtime person, but, like, whatever prompted them to write this review, fucking perfect. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's going to do it. Oh, yeah, voicemail, 401-213-9596. I think that we're going to get some email... Not emails. I literally just said voicemails. Uh, I think we're going to get some voicemails, maybe, sometime soon. I don't know. You guys call us up. Talk about it. I know that we got um, some new people watching My Hero Academia. I know that we got uh, people waiting for that next episode of Dragon Ball Heroes to drop in early December. Um, but yeah, oh, Manga Chapter is probably coming out in about a week's time for the new Dragon Ball Super. I think that's 54. So be on the lookout for that shit. All right, if you got thoughts on the previous stuff that we've done, call us up, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. 401-213-9596. Yeah. All right, and then, as promised last week, uh, we have some sound from 2019 Rhode Island Comic Con. Basically, me, Jimmy, Amber ran around throughout the weekend. We asked a lot of people Dragon Ball stuff, but we were able to talk to some My Hero Academia fans throughout the weekend as well. Um, asked them some some questions, uh, nothing too specific, like generally, you know, opinion-based stuff. But, uh, yeah, here that stuff is right now. Shigaraki Excuse me, Tomer Shigaraki For a dollar, would you like to answer some questions about My Hero Academia? Cool Here's a dollar No man, I'm going to give you a dollar This woman looks like she's not having my shit Alright, so I am here Oh no no no! I don't want I don't want your dollar. I want to give you a dollar, but only after you answer some questions about my hair act, Damien. It's pretty good. So my name's Kyle. Uh, we're gonna say this is Super Dope Plus Ultra because this will eventually make its way into our podcast that we review every episode of Dragon Ball. Uh, Damn it, I did it already. This will make its way into a podcast where we review every episode of My Hero Academia. I'm standing here with uh, Charles House. Charles House, and you are dressed as an awesome Tomura Shigaraki. Thank you. That's a lot of hands, man. Where'd you get all those extra hands? I had to make them. You made all of these? Do you mind if I touch it? Wow, dude, these things are like thick, heavy. That's yeah. got to be a, like a commitment in terms of cosplay. Uh, I weigh more yeah. walking around like this. <laughs> I feel like I just ate a real big breakfast, and I didn't. I'm just covered yeah. in hands. Well, you know what? You're sacrificing for your art, and you look awesome. We're going to ask you some My Hero Academia questions. Is that cool? Sure. All right. Question. Number. One, who was your favorite pro hero, and he can't be named All Might? Best Genus. Best Genus? R.I.P.? Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Question number two. Who's your favorite villain? I was going to say, typically the the caveat to this question is it can't be Hero Killer Stain. Everybody picks Stain. But I'm going to say for you, you cannot pick Tomer Shigaraki. Ah, well, yeah, that's a tough one then. I, um, hmm. I like Toga a lot. Toga's badass. Um, Scary in a maniacal, blood-eating way. Yeah, my, my fiance does Toga. So. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. Who is your favorite Class 1A student? Um, also can't be Deku or Shoto Todoroki, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like Saro a lot. He's cool. pretty cool. Tape arms? Yeah. Nobody ever picks Saro ever. Really? Yeah, but I think Saro's pretty solid. Him and Mineta in those, uh, the final exams when they get each other through the gate like that. Sarah like really earned some cool character points. Plus, Mineta actually saved the day. Who saw that coming? 
if you could have any quirk, uh, whether that be in the show previously or not in the show, uh, what would that quirk be? That's a good question, man. You know, I have not thought about that. Because really? A lot of the quirks are not all that convenient. Or, like, you're going to have to train the shit out of them to make them useful. So, yeah, I haven't given that one a uh, good thought. But uh, Fat Gum's quirk is pretty fucking rad. Which one is that? Uh, he eats... And he can use his body fat as, like, a protective barrier. Oh, so, like, kind of like Sato with the sugar rush stuff? Sort of, yeah. But he's a great big fat dude all the time. But if he, uh, for example, like, gets punched by someone with All Might's power, you know, that has a lot of strength behind them, he can take those blows until it wears away all of his body fat. And then he's just a regular-looking dude. So he's just eating food all the time and he's always eating food in the manga that I like so I'm just like I'm envious of that guy be fat as fuck and eat my favorite food yeah man make that work for you like I'm a hero I'm not obese I'm literally the name of the game this is me just doing my job eating chocolate cakes and shit who cares (laughs) last question for you Charles will you rate subscribe recommend to everybody you've ever met in your life our podcast called Dragon Ball Super Dope definitely definitely yeah best answer that we've gotten in the last 30 seconds. We appreciate you, Charles, so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Nice job. Nice to meet you. Let me give you a dollar. You really don't have it. I'm a man of my word. Take that motherfucking dollar. The tricky part about my hero questions is not asking kids. She's seen little kids watching. She's so jealous. I know. Steward. Oh, my God. I saw that. I was like, oh, I feel bad. Hey. Just wants to be interviewed. Well, grow he wants up. To be <laughs> Why don't you grow up, little kid? <laughs> Why don't you grow up, little kid? Then I can say an F word at you and not feel bad about it. I love my son so much. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. For a doll, you want to answer some questions about my hero, Boku no Hero Academia? Oh I can't afford it. Yeah. No, no I'll, give I'll give you the dollar. Oh, sure, if that's the case, maybe we oh, can. Oh, man. So I'm going to guess that collectively you guys are about 14 on average, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So you guys are out. How old are you, miss? 27. Perfect age. All right. First question. No, those are Dragon Ball questions. Let me let me, let me get my ass together. Yeah, I don't know. if you guys, you can, they can be like your lifeline in case you've got any really, really tough ones. So, what is your name, miss? Cindy. And you have the best uh, Deku mom cosplay going on at the con right now? Thank you. I would be um, I would be remiss if I didn't point it out. Who's your favorite pro hero who's not All Might? Who's not All Might. Yeah, that's the caveat. Who's not All Might? I am going to have to go with Midnight. Oh, yeah? Any, this is because she's super sexy? Nah, it's more that she's uh, quite clever, and she also figures out how to use her ability while also not scarring little kids for life. And you got to be respectful of anybody who doesn't make kids their victims. Who's your favorite villain? Ooh, favorite villain. You can't pick Hero Killer Stain. Nope, I was actually going to say Overhaul. Yeah? Uh, so we got the chorus of 14-year-olds over here. What did you want? Look, Shigaraki, I just want to feed. You want to feed Shigaraki because he's got rotting, rotting hands on his face. He's a, he's so skinny. It's like you need some pasta in you, boy. Pasta. I need food. <laughs> like I will adopt you. <laughs> who is your favorite class one A student who can't? It can't be Deku or Shoto Todoroki. Gosh, no. <laughs> it's my 
Because I know because I know the answers. It's always Deku, it's always Shoto Todoroki, and then it, and Kachan's a third, always. I am going to have to go with Toru Hakakuri. That's the fucking Invisible Girl. girl? Yes. <laughs> None of you know Joya. I'm so disappointed. In, in all seriousness, she's the one character in 1A where I'm like, I know that I'm terrible for forgetting her name, but I forgot her name. She's adorable, huh? and she's also very sneaky. If you could have one quirk, whether that be in the show or like uh, independent of the show, what would that quirk be? Uh, power to um, to change probability. So you're just trying to? Are you trying to low key tell me that you're like a gambling addict? No, Scarlet Witch, because then I could uh, change the probability of anything in existence. So I could make it say there's a hundred percent chance I now have dragon wings. Bam, dragon wings. I bet you're really excited for Wandavision. Yes. Disney Plus, only ten days away. Yes. Oh boy, I'm going to be pirating it. Lame, but I'm gonna be taking at least an entire weekend to lock myself in my house and then never leave again. Uh, final question: You like podcasts? Yes, I do. Will you listen, subscribe, slash recommend to everybody you've ever met in your life our podcast about Dragon Ball in Boku no Hero Academia? Will you do that for us? Sure. Perfect answer, Cindy. We appreciate your time. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hard. Here. Um, Listen, I feel borderline guilty handing out any business cards to 14-year-old kids. So take this one <laughs> and fight amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> My parents don't care about me anyway. That's fucked oh. up. <laughs> I will adopt you. Yes, <laughs> new mom. Oh the God. funny thing is, when, before we saw you, <laughs> I was seeing a child decorative. Wait a minute. You don't know this random group of 14-year-old kids? Nope. No. Cool. So, I am here at the Toy Vault booth, booth, table, what would you say this is? More like a table. Yeah, it's an experience. Definitely an experience. And I'm standing here with my brother Tom. Tom and I used to work together at the Cotton Bookstore earlier this year. We did. It was great. It was a really good time, yeah. except I had to ask Tom lots of questions. So, Tom, I know that you are a big fan of My Hero Academia. Uh, you're still watching. you up to date on the latest episodes coming out? I have not watched any season four yet. I know. Oh, my God. Tom, you are straight fucking on. I'm so sorry. You don't seem that sorry, but anyway, <laughs> regardless. Wait for a little bit to come out, and then it's like binge them up. Just, yeah. just, just do it. It feels good yeah. to have to wait week to week, dude. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions about My Hero Academia. Um, are you ready? Sure, let's do this. Amber. Oh. Thank you. I'm gonna probably fail all these. I've been watching quite a while. It's all subjective, opinion-based oh, okay. questions. Right. There's no right or wrong answers okay. unless right. you give me a wrong answer. I'll tell you. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite pro hero who's not All Might? I'll say Deku. I'm going to be basic and say Deku. He's not a pro hero, son. He's a student. Oh, oh, my God. You are fucking up. Wrong. I know. I don't know, man. What are my options? Give me some options. Uh, Shoto Aizawa, a racer head, would be a good option. Yeah, that probably, probably, no, a racer head probably is. Or like Endeavor. No, a racer head. Endeavor? You don't like Endeavor? He just beats no, his wife every once in a while. I like Genus. Best Genus. R.I.P. Thick Genus. <laughs> uh, question. Number two. Who is your favorite villain? Can't be healer, hero killer Stan either. I was gonna say Stan. He's cool. Goddamn right. He's like an Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Plus, yeah, that thing. He looks yeah. like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, the flat yeah. lips. Ugh, yeah. He looks so dumb. Nice, cool. All right, you going with Stan? Yeah. I'm gonna let you break the rules because we're friends. All right, that's fine. All right, fine. Question number three: Who is your favorite UA student who is not Deku or Shoto Todoroki? Suyu. Oh yeah, you going Froppy? We got we got Froppy sound from Monica Real last night. Ooh. Yeah, and her froppy voice, giving like yeah. subscribe to Super Dope. 
Uh, question number four. If you could have any quirk, whether that be in the show or like made up in your own brain, yeah. what would that quirk be? Uh, teleportation. Me too. The, teleportation is the only thing that I think I might consider over flight. Yeah. Teleportation because you're, you're like right there. It's so fucking useful. Exactly. All right. Question number five, and I feel like maybe I know the answer to this one. It could be a hard no. It could be a fuck you. It could be I already did it. But, Tom, will you subscribe slash listen to slash recommend to all of your friends Dragon Ball Super Dope slash Super Dope Plus Ultra? I will. Best answer. Tom, thank you so much, brother. Have fun at the rest of this shift of the Toy Vault. Thank you, guys. Kill it. Federico, what'd you think of our Rhode Island Comic Con sound? It was pretty good, man, you know. I like a lot when of people I, had some interesting opinions. I like when I told that 14-year-old girl, well, all the 14-year-old girls, I said, fight over this business card because you shouldn't listen to this podcast because you're 14. Yeah. And then that one 14-year-old girl goes, it's okay. My parents don't love me anyway. And my wow. response was to laugh at her and go, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. Rate, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where the podcasts live. YouTube is a place where we are as well. Call us up, 401-213-9596-dbsuperdope at gmail.com. Those are all the things and ways that you can get in touch with us. Wow. Also, that's a lot of ways. Also, Twitter, dbsuperdope1. Sure. Instagram, just dbsuperdope. There's no number one on that one. How'd you get that one? I don't know. Just luck. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure I could change it to TV Super Dope on Twitter. I think I did for a while. But then it confused myself and other people and past tweets. So, TV Super Dope won. Okay. On the tweets. All right. Gotta raise my hand with a piece of hand. Go and follow us on Twitter. <laughs>